your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Wednesday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Today is one of my favorite days of the NHL offseason. You know, just free agent frenzy with seeing all the money thrown around. Um, refreshing Twitter from basically 9 a.m. in the morning until almost uh, 5 p.m. in the afternoon. This is basically um, a full-time job for one day at least uh, for people that uh, don't have one. But um, here to join me for Free Agent Frenzy to break down some of the moves the Penguins made today is uh, Mad Chad from Penguins Twitter, but also uh, now of DK Pittsburgh Sports because – and there's an awesome um, ambulance, of course, in the background there. But uh, now he is with DK Pittsburgh Sports with Eddie as their 412 Sports Talk show has just um, boomed like crazy. I'm so happy for you guys, first of all. Um, appreciate that it's, it's awesome what you guys have been able to do with your show but figured we could do a little crossover here uh how you doing man i'm doing well yeah i, I live right by the uh, fire station so uh, <laughs> I, there's a fire call right now um yeah man today uh, i love nhl free agency i love it because of gms just going out of their way to do the dumbest things possible. And that's one of the things, and we'll get into this, but like, I'm seeing a lot of like the penguins didn't sign this guy and they could have. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, show me a contract today that was signed that you would like the penguins to have. Cause I haven't seen a single one. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's like <laughs> penguins Twitter has, I think just been overreacting today. You are about to get to the Brock McGinn contract, which is of course the biggest news. But I think the, a lot of people on Penguins Twitter have just been overreacting. Well, Ron Hextall's not doing anything. Why isn't he signing this goalie? Or why isn't he doing this? It's like there's still two more months left of the offseason. Heck, I think there's two and a half more months left before their opening night game against the Tampa Bay Lightning down in Tampa. But And it's just, you know, even as Hextall said, they're, they're still looking for upgrades on the free agent market. I think he said with trades at his uh, media press conference. He's not going to tip his hand on the goalies. He's not going to publicly come out and trash Tristan Jari and Casey to Smith. That just kills their value. But, you know, speaking about the McGinn contract to start here, Chad, uh, Mm. for those that are unaware, four years, $2.75 million per. Um, This is basically, I tweeted this out with looking at hockey viz and evolving hockey stuff. This is your Brandon Tanev replacement. He is a cheaper version of him. Not as fast, but I think he can provide more offense than Tanev did. And he had a pretty good season last year with Carolina. Just what are your thoughts on the deal overall? Yeah, he won't have as good as uh, memes as uh, yeah. as, <laughs> as Brandon Tanev did. I mean, I, Tanev was one of those guys that I don't think a lot of Penns fans were able to be rationally objective about because he's one of those polarizing players where if you're a fan of his, I feel like you weren't willing to to look at any of his shortcomings and I, I like Tanev. I like the energy he brought to the team. I like his skating ability. Obviously, he does all the cool things that people like. He hits and he and he and he yells at players and stuff like that. But if we're just looking at his pure, uh, you know, hockey abilities, he doesn't really generate offense. He did score more goals last year. He was on pace to actually score close to 20 goals but I don't see that sustaining and he's never done that in his career Brock McGinn definitely has more offensive upside and he's cheaper so you clear $800,000 of cap space and you don't really lose anything as far as a drop-off I'm not even worried about Tanev I always thought Tanev was more replaceable than a lot of Penns fans 
had 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 thought that he was. I'm more worried about replacing Jared McCann's yeah. productivity because I don't think Brock McGinn can do that. I think McGinn is a and if he's on your third line, fine. Ideally, you would actually probably want him to be on your fourth line. But I imagine he'll be on that third line with Jeff Carter. Uh, uh, but he could play with Teddy Bluger. And I tell you what, he's very good defensively. So if they do go with Bluger, McGinn, and and Aston Reese, I mean, again, that's a shutdown line. That's a defensive specialty unit that you're going to be able to deploy against the other team's top forwards and feel good that you're, you know, that you're not going to bleed shots and bleed goals. But – I, I do the one thing I'm starting to panic with is and I saw y'all oh, Jerry McCann you can replace him you can replace him yeah. he was making less than three million dollars and was over a 40 point pace the last two seasons and was at a 50 point pace last season was fourth in the team in goals where 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 is this production being replaced from I, I I don't know so that's the one concern I have right now yeah I, I agree with you on that I think that is probably my biggest concern with the team I mean sure they, they need a goalie but I think they can trade for someone or, that's the biggest concern yeah, I, 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 I just actually <laughs> scrolled a tweet um, Linus Olmark has apparently signed but his, they have not announced the destination yet um, his agent just said that he's off the market so um, I don't know if Ron Hextall just tipped his hand during the press conference I don't think it's Pittsburgh because I think he's been asking for a bigger contract Track, but looks yeah, like he was asked for like six million. Yeah. That's why I said like, okay, no, no, thanks. He's the last uh, free. I think he's the last free agent goalie off the market right now. So if they are going to get a goalie, it is through a trade. But overall, I do agree they still need. I think to get another top nine left winger. I've touched on it on the podcast numerous times. Chad, bring home Brandon Sod at a nice cheap rate. You know, the good Pittsburgh. <laughs> he's still team. out there. Yeah, he is. He he's still there. Elliot Friedman linked to him in the blog. I think. You said it last night, late. I think they might get outbid for him, um, which rightfully so. I think Evolving Hockey has him at four years, $4.9 million per. So um, don't really think the Penguins can go there. But yeah, McGinn, you can put him on either line. It doesn't matter to me. You want to put him with Jeff Carter and you know maybe a combination of Dominic Simone down there and Evan Rodriguez. Okay, you want to put him with Ashmeese and Bluger. Okay, then he's just a full-on Tanner replacement. He also, as Jesse Marshall said, he can kill penalties very well, which is something that they were missing with Tanev leaving. Um, he was honestly, I think, one of their best penalty killers. But I really don't have a lot of problems with this signing, man. I mean, I think people were overreacting to it, saying that the Penguins were prioritizing the wrong things. I think this one's fine. I do agree there are more pressing matters with the team. Um, but it's still good to get this one locked up and then going to um, the next priorities going into the season. Yeah, I will say so. I mean, I'm I'm fine with being patient with Ron Hextall because yeah. that's what he's known for. And and I, I talked to a lot of Flyers fans and podcasters and bloggers, and that was the thing was sometimes he was a little too, too you know, that's one thing to be impulsive like Jim Rutherford, but it's another thing to be like I'll just keep waiting and waiting, and then it's like you, then you go to do something. It's like, wow, well, wait, there's no more, there's no more players available. So that is a concern because you know he does need to do something. He said today that he's fine with Jari and to Smith. Now he's not going to come out there yeah. and say, yeah, we, we're looking for a goalie. Jari sucks. Like he's not going to say that. So I, you know, I'm not going to take anything into that because there have been legit reports. I was listening to Rob Ross the other day. He said, yes, Ron Huxtall has absolutely called other teams about goaltenders Darcy Cumper being one of the one of the guys that they've absolutely inquired and Elliot Freeman backed that report up as well. It takes two to tango because what's going on right now is everybody wants Marcus Pedersen to be traded. For one thing, I think Marcus Pedersen is a way better player than a lot of Pittsburgh fans are giving him credit for. 
Yeah. I think he's a very capable second pair defensive defenseman. He doesn't have a, a horrible contract. If anything, Mike Matheson has a way worse contract than Pedersen. And looking at some of the defensemen that were signed today and some of the defensemen that were traded this week, Pedersen's, I would take Pedersen over a majority of those guys. So I would assume that if 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 Rutherford was off or well, Rutherford, if Extall was <laughs> offering Pedersen that someone would be interested. But then again, what are you getting back in return? Because Rob Rossi said yesterday that he's not interested in just sending off Pedersen for cap space. He's looking to get a player in return. He's looking to make a hockey trade. So you need a dance partner for that. I'm assuming that means that he's probably trying to trade Pedersen and someone else for a goaltender and another player to be named. And that's what I would look to do anyway. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's some combination, honestly, of like Pedersen and Zucker. I think they're trying to package both of them. Maybe it's Pedersen Jari, maybe Zucker Jari, but I think that's probably what you're looking at when it comes to um, just a hockey trade. And you're right, you know, Brendan Dillon just went for two second round picks. I'm sure if Ron Hextall wanted to, he could get a team, you know, maybe like the Canucks or something to trade a second round pick for Marcus Pedersen. I'm sure it would not be that hard. Heck, seeing some of the trades the last few days, Someone maybe would even take Mike Matheson off their hands because yeah yeah um no seriously because Matheson pl- didn't play terrible last year I still think he's the worst contract on the team but yeah. he's he's better than some of the guys that I've seen uh, signed today yeah absolutely and so I really and I get what you're saying you know sometimes you know there, there's being too patient but I think right now we still got to be a, a little patient to see what he does if this is. The same, I think, going into training camp, okay, then maybe he'll probably been a bit too patient and he'll speed something That's up. That's where I'm at. If you go into training camp yeah. uh, with with Jari and DeSmith again and try to sell me and sell other people on the fact that you, ha- you, you believe this team can win a Stanley Cup, at that point, then I'm going to agree with all these other hot takes of, yeah, what are you doing? Because yeah, I exactly. don't. I don't believe the Penguins could win a Stanley Cup with Tristan Jari as their starting goaltender. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, then I think I would actually uh, agree with everyone what they're saying. You know, right now, I'm still going to leave have the jury open uh, for discussion. Um, I, I've got to think that he'll have something done by then. But again, no one is going to take you serious if you have both these goalies coming back and you don't have a move. I mean, Philip Lindbergh is probably not going to come up from Wilkes-Barre uh, and take their job. You know, he's never really played pro hockey before. I'm sure he's probably going to be the starter in Wilkesbury, from what Hextall said after, um, during the media press conference, excuse me. But this is, he's probably not going to walk through that door and start for you this year. He's probably still at least a couple years away, I would think. But um, there's still options out there, Chad. I mean, you know, Darcy Kemper, we already touched on him. If they want to go out and get another hometown kid in John Gibson, you know, you're probably going to have to part with the farm because Anaheim is going to ask for no. quite a bit. Otherwise, I mean, well, there's another situation that I was noticing. The Stars signed Braden Holpe today. They have four goalies down there. Yeah. Ben Bishop, I think, is going on LTIR to start the season from what I read. I think he's still really banged up. Oh, I just read a tweet that uh, Hadobin is going to be available. Yeah, so. so there's another goalie right there. Shorter, he's a bit older, Chad, but – he can definitely push Tristan Jari for that starting position. And there's always Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't even, we haven't even got to him. And heck, I said on the podcast yesterday, I've always rolled my eyes at it, man. But it actually makes so much sense now to do it. It makes sense now. I don't know if it's feasible. I, I'm, you know, Everybody's saying, you know, call Buffalo, offer them Jari, and then, you know, do the three-way trade with, with Chicago. Uh, 
here's the thing. I wonder if Chicago's willing to call people's bluff on that because if Flurry's going to retire, that they, they they they're not going to get penalized for that. So I, I imagine you would need to offer them some kind of incentive to 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 get him to get him from them, right? I mean, yeah. why? Because why they have no reason to trade him. <laughs> Their thinking is the way I'm seeing is, hey, if he plays for us, now we have a Vesna winning bully. Uh, uh, you know, and and you'll at least probably make the playoffs if he retires. You know, we have seven million dollars of cap space. Yep, exactly. So, and, you know, and if they if you do go through Buffalo and it's a three way trade, I discussed this yesterday, man. You could have Flurry's salary for like below two million for next season, which would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, <coughs> excuse me, they would have to. <clears throat> they would have. To, I mean, here's the thing about Flurry: seven million dollars is. I don't care. I've always been. You know, unless you have Patrick Waugh or you have. Dominic Hasek or Vasilevsky or, or Lundqvist. Yeah. I've never been a fan of paying any goaltender above like six million a year. Like six million's always been my max. That said, I do think going from draw if Flurry, here's the thing: if Flurry plays the way he played last season, because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with Mark Andre Flurry. So if Flurry continues to play at a Vesna level, going from this team going from Jari to Flurry. I really do believe they could at least make like a conference finals appearance. I think they would be, I mean, they won a division last year and they lost in the first round primarily because of goaltending. So I hope that Ron Hextall, and I imagine he did inquire about that. I I don't think Chicago is, is, is like in a hurry to to make that trade though. No, I think they're going to take their time with it. They're going to, they're going to try for as long as they can to convince Flurry to play for them. I'm not sure how that's going to go. If he decides (laughs) no, Um, I'm sure he'll give them them a list of teams where he'd go to, and I'm sure it would probably be a small list, potentially maybe even being one that he would go back to because I'm not sure how much he wants to um, uproot his family. Um, Still a lot more to get to for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Um, Before we do get to um, the next segment, though, it's time to talk about um, Bilt Bar. They have many delicious flavors. When you talk to a fan of Bilt Bar, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the flavors, well, of course, you are missing out with cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted caramel, etc. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Um, Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off at Built.com. Uh, We also cannot forget about Green Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. In real time, excuse me, about your favorite team or sport. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room again for like watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked on hosts around the NBA, MLB. And the NHL, just go download the free Green Room app right now. We're hopefully going to be doing something with the Locked On NHL Network starting for next season. I know you won't want to miss it, so go download the Green Room app today. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LO underscore Penguins. So, Chad, the Penguins, they signed Brock again, but before that, it's a couple little depth moves. I saw some people a little (laughs) upset about this, too. Honestly, man... I don't really think it's that big of a deal that they chose Evan Rodriguez over Freddie Goudreau. You're basically just splitting hairs, I think. 
I, I guess I would prefer Freddie. I, I think he's a better player, has more upside offensively. But if you put Rodriguez in the right role, I honestly think he could have close to 10 goals for the first time next season. I don't know if that's too much of a hot take. Um, but for $1 million, he's cheap. Um, he played well when he was not playing on Sidney Crosby's line. Um, but I'm fine with that. And then Dominic Simone, a nice welcome back. I know a lot of fans are not going to be happy with that just because um, he doesn't score. But he's still a good playmaker, has good underlying numbers, is fine defensively. And hopefully that shoulder surgery is uh, well past him because I think he can contribute for this team. So just what are your thoughts on those two signings and especially letting um, Goudreau walk? Yeah, I mean, it comes down to dollars. I mean, Grudreau got $200,000 more a year than Rodriguez did. I was surprised about that because I thought they were both like one, you know, use, you know, one, one year, $1 million. So Bill Guerin must have really got some, some nice feedback from Pittsburgh because he gave him not only more than one, he gave him one more year than I thought he would get. Then he gave him uh, a total of $400,000 more than I thought he would get. So, uh, I mean, hey, Props to him because that was really cool for Freddie Gaudreau. He, you know, dude was uh, kind of HL, NHL, you know, here and there. And then he gets a chance with the Penguins last year. And, I mean, he, he was one of the biggest bright spots on the team, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked his game. That said, Evan Rodriguez is fine. Is Again, we're talking about fourth liners here. Yeah. Uh, Evan Rodriguez is fine in your fourth line. He's not going to hurt your team. Uh, he has speed. He can play center and wing. I prefer him at wing. Um, and they'll probably throw him on the PK as well, I imagine. So what are we, what are we really arguing about if we're, if we're on Twitter arguing about Evan Rodriguez and Freddie Gaudreau? I had someone say, oh, they messed up not getting Freddie Gaudreau. I'm like, again, maybe that's $200,000. Every penny counts. So maybe that way, and they still need to re-sign Zach Aston Reese, and they still need to re-sign Zahorna. So then you add uh, Simone. So now you have Zahorna, Simone, Rodriguez, Aston Reese, Bluger, five guys that are going to be sprinkled in that bottom six. You know, one of those guys are going to, and Simone, two-way contract. So they bring him into camp. There is a very high possibility he starts the year off in Wilkesburg anyway. So what, what does that even matter? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, at best, I think Zahorn is a thirteenth, fourteenth forward coming yeah. out of camp. I don't think he'll be in the opening night lineup. People like him because he's tall. I mean, if we're being honest, he yeah. he did show some flashes last year. Yeah. I wouldn't mind giving him a chance in the fourth line. And again, we're talking about the fourth line. I don't think there's any harm in trying any of these guys in the fourth line. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean, also I think people like him because of the goal he scored. I think it was against the Rangers. I think it was his game. Mm. It was a goal in his first game. I think. Um, was what it was. Aston Reese, he'll come in at around, I don't know, two million per cl- close to Bluger, maybe a bit less. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm fine with Rodriguez. Just you know, again, you're really just splitting hairs when comparing him to Freddie Goudreau. You could have picked either one; it really wouldn't have bothered me. But I think the biggest thing with that man was that they didn't want to go the extra year for Goudreau because it probably upped the cap space for it. You know, if it was one year, you know just 1 million or something like that. I think they would have said yes, but two years at 1.2 per, I just don't think they were going to commit to that. No. And that's something that a lot of fans don't think about. I mean, I know everybody we're focused on this year, but you still need to look at your, your charts years out and look and see, okay, well, you know, Rodriguez again, that's a million dollars off the cap next year. Um, 
you know, but then you, you know, what happens if Freddie Gaudreau doesn't, you know, what if happens if he turns back into a pumpkin and you're stuck with that for another year? That was, a, that was the thing that I didn't like about Rutherford. It wasn't sometimes the players that he signed. It would be that, okay, you signed Jack Johnson, but you signed him for five freaking years. You signed, uh, um, yeah. you know, this guy, you signed him for four years. You know, that's what these GMs term to me. A lot of times I really don't care about the cap and I'm more worried about the term. One year, to me, your fourth liners are always going to be interchangeable every year, uh, with, with exceptions. But that's why you always look one to two million dollars for one year deals. These guys are interchangeable. You get a guy that plays with some energy, mm-hmm. can play on a PK if needed, and, and go out there and play for twelve minutes and not be a, 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 a black hole on your team. That's all you need out of a fourth line yes. player in the NHL. And I think people just overthink that too much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're just you can't get caved in or lose the shot share or just play bad defensively or whatever. And you you are fine. And you can also kill penalties. You know, like a lot of the players that they acquired today. And again, you know, just going back to Simone, I know a lot of people are going to be mad about it, but. You know, he can play up with Sid in spurts, and it's fine. I'm sorry. that That's the reality of the situation. You look at their underlying numbers from the 2020 season when Simone was with Sid and Jake. It, it was pretty good. I think it was around 54% of the expected goals, the shot share. Um, the only thing that just didn't happen was the puck was not going in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope that that doesn't happen. But, Probably again, inju- injuries, in, you know, this team, especially this team, for, for for real is gonna there's gonna be injuries so that's the thing can Brock McGinn go from the third line to the second line yeah. probably can Zach Aston Reese uh, you know I actually think Zach Aston Reese is good enough to be he's probably gonna start in a third line this year he's gonna get a nice little promotion and McGinn Carter and Aston Reese maybe is your third line but I actually think Aston Reese is the guy just because of the way he plays how defensive responsible he is, his forechecking. I actually think that could be a guy that they could maybe tinker with in the lineup, especially now that you're not glued to that Tana, Blue, Grass, and Reese line. I actually think uh, Zach Aston Reese is a guy that I wouldn't mind maybe seeing play a support role with either Malkin or Crosby. You know, maybe Mal- uh Crosby, Gensel, and then Aston Reese, and Aston Reese can kind of go do. All those little small yeah. things, kind of like how Pascal Dupuis used to do. Yeah. Um, and the same with Malkin. Malkin, Kapanen. And, okay, well, the, you know, those are two offensive-minded guys, so let's throw Zach Gaston-Reese on there so that he can always make sure somebody's out there playing defense with that line. So that's actually a guy that I would look to maybe tinker with in, in the lineup and see what we can do with him. Yeah, I would actually be down with that. You know, I've always wanted him to slide up the lineup quite a bit. You know, I always – I mean, I always loved him on the fourth line because he mm. really – Everyone knows that he drives that line. He is the heartbeat. He is the engine that makes. Not everybody, but most people that know hockey. I I would hope so. (laughs) I would hope that everyone that now that finally realizes when how good Aston Reese was last past year sees that he is the engine that drives this line. I mean, it was not Brandon Tanev. Teddy Bluger is good, but it is not Teddy Bluger either. It is Aston Reese, and with how great defensively he is, not just on the team, but overall for the league. And I think he could be honestly awesome on any given line. I'm just. Looking at Twitter right now is why recording and Mike Hoffman goes to the Montreal Canadiens for four point five million per. So that is just a that's a interesting overpayment there. Um, when you look, uh, we'll get to something else coming up in the next segment, Chad. But when you look at the rest of the off season, um, 
what do you want them to prioritize at right defense? Do you have any targets in mind for that? Because, you know, obviously Cody CC left for the Oilers, four years, 3.5 million per. Good luck with that, Ken Holland, by the way. Um, are you comfortable promoting Chad Ruedel, or do you think they should go outside the organization for that? Uh, everybody I talk to, like, uh, the, like off the record, or if I, you know that you know, you know, you and I are kind of in the same circle. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. I talk to says they love Mark Friedman. I mean, I don't know what they're seeing that I'm not seeing, yep. but I've been told by countless people that Hextall and Burke and all those guys in the front office and even Sullivan. Oh, they think Friedman, they think that was like a super steal of a get. And, you know, that's why you, as soon as they got him, they threw him in a lineup. I would be shocked if Mark Friedman isn't on the third pair opening night. Uh, just based on off his, of everything on his that outside, I heard. you think on the right side, that would be a little interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, that's where they're at. I mean, you look at their defensive core right now, you have Latang Dumlin, Marino Pedersen. And then Matheson, Ruedel, and Friedman. And then I know they want to eventually get Joseph in that lineup as well, which is why they probably do need to move either Matheson or Pedersen. Um, no, I, I look at Friedman and Ruedel as stopgap players. Mm -hmm. uh, ideally, you want those guys to be your healthy scratch. And then if one of your regular guys gets hurt, that's who you throw in. Uh, in there for a couple games um, to start the season off with my choice being Ruido and Friedman as my six and seven. Uh, I definitely think you lose some quality there. And also who's playing the penalty kill because Cody CC was, I mean that he was a huge bright spot for this team last year on the penalty kill. So who, who, who takes that role? Because I'm looking at the lineup and I'm like, okay, like Pedersen didn't play on the PK hardly at all. Matheson, you throw a Mike Matheson on the PK. So that's, that's really where my concern is. So I would maybe, I don't have anybody in mind right now, to be honest. Um, uh, but I would look, if you're looking at, uh, you know, if Hextall is looking to trade Pedersen or still looking to trade Zucker, I think if you're, if you're going after a goalie, what I would look for is to maybe throw, have a, a team throw in a third pair guy that can play the PK preferably on the right side. The problem is right side defensemen are hard to come by. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tough commodity to get. I, I especially I, why they can play on the PK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted out Mark Pizik last night and then I realized that he doesn't play the PK and I was like, God yeah. damn it. Like that's not, that's not good at all. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. I mean, I I had not heard about the Friedman thing. That's great that you they love them. Ask them. Ask around. They love them. Yeah, it's crazy. I had not heard I, that. I, until I don't now. get it, but you know, I don't work for the Penguins. Yeah, so. I, I had not heard that until now. So, so thank you for that scoop for me and all the <laughs> listeners, of course, for the podcast. But yeah, I, I think at some point they probably will have to go out and sign someone. Uh, I, I was thinking honestly that they were going to sign Bogosian, who went back to Tampa Bay. Because uh, he's he's that hard nosed defenseman that Brian Burke loves to get, I'm sure, and, and plays tough and all that. But obviously, that did not happen, and we went back to um, the Lightning. Um, still a little more to get to for this episode. Uh, in the next segment, just a couple more things I want to bring up with Chad. Before we do get to that, though, uh, we do have to touch on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You can head to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts with the promo code LOCKEDON. Alright, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at 
Ella or Swore Penguins. Um, Chad, there's still some good players left out there. You know, two targets that I had in mind. I wrote about Tomas Tatar about a week and a half ago. Makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. There's been nothing about him. I don't really understand why. I think he's a good player. Nothing about Brandon Saad today either. Of course, I've been touching on the hometown kid, I think, for the last week or something. Um, if one of those prices comes down for Pittsburgh and they they get Ashton Reese at a nice number, um, I could totally see them trying to get one of those players in to improve the top nine. I think it makes a lot of sense. You lose McCann, and then your left wing side, you can go, especially if Zucker's not traded, you can go Gensel, one of uh, Saad or Tatar, and then Zucker, and then whoever you want, whether it's like, you know, McGinn or, you know, Aston Reese, that's pretty good for your left side because your right side is already pretty strong, I think, too. Well, that's what I like about Brandon Saad, though, is Brandon Saad can play both. He can play both yeah. wings. So uh, that's that's what I've always liked about him. Uh, the only thing with Saad is he's 29, so I know we were like, no more 29-year-old wingers, but he can still play. I saw some really weird takes about Brandon Saad where – Oh, he's not good anymore. And when you look at the metrics, and I know, oh, the metrics, we can't. They're good. And he scored seven goals in 10 games in the playoffs this year for Colorado. The thing about Saad is he's good at, he's, when, when you're looking at Luke, what Jared McCann did great, Brandon Saad is going to replace that perfectly because he can skate. He loves a north south up tempo and he loves coming in off that off that left side and ripping one towards the net. Literally, I mean, who, that's what Jerry McCann was was known for. Uh, and he and Saad would actually add a nice little bit of size. He's almost six two, uh, but he can skate. So yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with either one of those guys. The problem is, again, they need a trade partner for either Mike Matheson or Marcus Pedersen because cap space wise, they have three million, a little bit like a little over three million right now, and they still need to do Aston Reese. I think Aston Reese is probably going to get one point five million, and then Zahorna will probably get your typical like seven to nine hundred thousand dollar two way contract. So after all that, you're going to be left with like less than a million dollars in cap space. So mm-hmm. you need to tra- you need to do something, or else you're going into the season season with this with this team basically yeah i mean i i would be all for it and you can put them on any one of those three lines too you can put them with sid put them on gino's left wing with cap sod sod i've yeah, always Saad. envisioned sod playing with malkin yeah. i absolutely always envisioned a sod Ma- a sod malkin captain in the second line would be probably yeah. the best second line they've had in a little while i i would say absolutely <laughs> you could put them on jeff carter's line and i'm sure they would tear it up together yeah. uh, but in a perfect world you would obviously want zucker down there um, Tatar again, man, he might even come cheaper, has better underlying numbers, and he's not just a pure goal scorer, he's a playmaker too. Well, for some reason, his stock's down. I talked to uh, uh, Dejan about this. Um, off the we were at the Dejan, the DK Sports yeah. meet and greet, and he was saying that you know, he was like, There's something about him that we don't know because you know, he's got scratched in the playoffs. Uh, I guess Dejan was in, uh, insinuating that there may be some kind of uh, behavior uh, issues or personality issues, uh, may, you know. But again, sometimes I kind of roll my eyes about that. If you know hockey culture, um, sometimes it's a anyone that's ever played hockey or covered hockey will know that it's kind of like a boys club uh atmosphere a lot of times and if you don't go along with the group a lot of times guys get shunned and stuff like that so i don't know if that necessarily means that he's you know has has issues like that but uh listen i'm i'm willing to give a guy a chance and if if anything it benefits a team that's going to sign him because they're probably going to get him for less value than he's actually worth 
Yeah. And that honestly, I, I've been saying that contract is going to be a steal for whoever gets him because um, it's obviously he's, looks like he's not going to sign in day of day one of free agency right now. Um, heck, it might even be a, a week or two until he signs, and you're going to get great value for someone who can play on a nightly basis. I still don't understand why he was scratched for Montreal over you know players like Jake Evans or whatever or something like that. I, I don't really get it, but you know there's going to be some bargain deals to have there, and you know if. If it's the Penguins' cap space with still having with then still having stuff to do, excuse me, um, I would be all for it. Um, is there anything else you you would like to see the team do this offseason, Chad? Yeah, no, <laughs> goalie. I yeah. it's it sucks to beat a dead horse, but again, it's going to be a tough. This is like when the Pirates traded McCutcheon and Garrett Cole, and then their general manager came out and were like, "We're trying to compete for a World Series this year." And I was like, "Don't lie to me like that. Like, just tell me that you're you're rebuilding because that's what you're doing." And so again, if you're coming into the season with Tristan Jari and you're expecting me to see any kind of boat of confidence that this team's going to compete for a Stanley Cup, I'm not feeling it. They'll probably still be a playoff team uh but but we've we've been that right we, you know yeah. is that where we're at that's we're just treading water at this point um you know i know Sidney crosby would like to win another stanley cup before his career is over and i'm pretty sure if you put a gun to Sidney crosby's head and said hey do you think you can win a stanley cup with Tristan jari he'd probably tell you no and again i'm not trying to 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 throw you know jari completely under the bus I do think that he's an NHL goalie. I don't think he's an NHL starting goaltender. And he's getting paid $3.5 million. And Rutherford Rutherford is the one that put them in this position. Um, It sucks that Matt Murray didn't pan out. I know that that's what this franchise – that's why they're in the spot they are because they had hedged their bets on Matt Murray and it didn't work out. So that's fine. So then you you reevaluate things and you go, listen, we have to go get a goalie. If if Arizona wants a first round pick for Darcy Cumper, I know we're tired of giving first round picks away. I might but have a, to do a, it. A goalie is worth a jarry and a first round pick for Darcy Cumper. I'm doing that deal all day. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's, that's that that's where we're at. So I will get right now. I'm fine. I, you know, the Brock McGinn signing and all these fourth line guys. I'm not sweating that at all because I really don't think the fourth line matters all that much. Um, if they go into the season with Tristan Jari, you will start to see me become more and more pessimistic. Yeah, I think, like I said, yeah, if, if it gets closer to training camp and they don't have some of these upgrades, Chad, um, I definitely agree with you. I'll start to get a little more pessimistic about the season. But you know, the good thing is, man, two and a half months. That's the biggest yeah. thing until opening night. They have plenty of time for this. So. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Like I said, I you know when you talk to any anyone that's covered the Flyers or any Flyers fans, if you talk to them about Ron Hextall, they'll tell you very good at he's scouting, very good. He's very good at drafting. Uh, he's very savvy in trades. You look at the trades that he did make; he didn't lose hardly any of those trades. He actually made a lot of really good trades uh, and a lot of and signed guys to really like Sean Couturier when he signed Sean Couturier, oh, yeah. very good contract. But a lot of times. He would sit, you know, they call it sitting on your hands, and and that's what he's doing right now. And I've already had some Flyers fans that I know message me and be like, "See, I told you, he's just gonna wait for everybody else to do." Then then he'll be like, "Oh, now I need to make a move." Yeah. The, pro- the problem with doing that sometimes is then you put yourself in a position where yeah. you're, you know, you're not gonna get the guy that you want. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully that does not happen for the rest of the offseason here. But um, Chad, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, this definitely. episode of Locked On Penguins. I'm a really appreciate it. I'm definitely going to have you on at some point here again for the off season. Of course, during the season, um, again, always love your shows. 
um, with Eddie, you know, congratulations again on being partnered with DK and, you know, just can't wait to listen to your show this Friday as well. Cause I'm just, I'm going to give it to you. You can plug in whatever you want just with the show and all that. Yeah. Mad Chad and Eddie show at DK Pittsburgh every Friday. And then I also believe we have some other content, uh, coming up in the works. We've, uh, we're experimenting with me either doing like a pens post game reaction show, or maybe like a live stream or like a fan forum. We decade does fan forums for the pirates. And uh, a lot of times though, like I'll yell yeah, at, I just bring people on from Twitter. Um, I, I feel like that's always good to interact with other people, not just like the same people we always hear from. So we're, we're, we're doing some other content, uh, experimenting with some other content, but yeah, Eddie, Eddie and I show every Friday, DK Pittsburgh sports.com. Yeah. That, that's uh, again, always love your show. It is a must listen everyone every single week. They do honestly, one of the best shows in the city. So again, appreciate you coming on. Um, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks at, for having me, man. At, we'll get you, we'll get you on. Uh, we'll get you on right now. We're a little Steelers heavy, but yeah. with this news coming up, I'm sure we're going to be talking to some pens. Yeah. So. No, no worries at all. You know, follow him at Twitter at, um, Oh Mad Chad 412. I almost forgot you're out there for a second, <laughs> like a moron. But uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.